Hey guys, welcome back to Ray of Light TV podcast. I'm so, so excited to be back with you guys. I bring you greetings. I bring you love, good tidings, and joy, baby. If you don't know, I'm your host. I'm your main girl, Raven Lynn. Welcoming you all back, or if you've been here before, welcoming you all in with some fruitful words of wisdom and understanding that will enable you to leave this podcast more equipped, more strengthened, and hopefully more enlightened than when you first came in. (laughs) Here at Ray of Light TV, we shine light on all types of discussions, literally, from from faith-based content to mental health to women's development. We cover it all. And for today's discussion, I would love for us to continue in our conversation series surrounding mental health. Let's talk about therapy. So today, we will be diving into a little two-part discussion on therapy, what to expect when you're ready for the big dive, and the amazing partnership that researchers have found between diet and mental well-being. We'll be looking at some extraordinary nutritional psychiatrists what they have to say on the matter. I will be sharing a quick video on nutritional health. And finally, I will help give you guys a starting point by sharing some of the best foods and meal plans that work for my health while I was vegan. This is where I experienced the peak of my health, my faith, my energy, my creativity, my spirituality, my sleep, my happiness. Like being vegan and plant-based was the best decision I ever made. And if you guys are wanting to get started or even trying to like level the fence, I can help you. So let's get into it. I'm so excited to share this episode with you guys. I have been working for weeks on this and let's get into it. So to begin our discussion today, I wanted to share with you all a quote that I recently saw on Instagram. And it said, a healer is not someone you go to for healing. A healer is someone that triggers within you your own ability to heal yourself. And if I could purpose that as the title of this episode, it would be tapping into your own potential to heal yourself. And that's what this podcast, that's what this platform is. It's a tapping point and an access point for God's healing to even come through the phone and showcase into you wherever you are. And this quote was also so magical to me because we all have and encounter people in our daily lives who push us into perspective of ourselves, who push us into understanding of ourselves, and who push us into healing through their own personal wisdom, their journey, their perspective, their experiences and their knowledge. And in any discussion surrounding healing, faith, health, counseling, or mental well-being, I always want to disclaim to you that you are only being guided through this healing process. You know, when you encounter therapy or counselors, or if you, you know, see any type of medical practitioner who is helping you with your mental well-being, they are only people who are guiding you along your journey to help you build up the confidence to be able to help yourself. You know, on this platform, we are advocates for healing true internal and whole healing a healing process that you must show up for and be present for so as we begin this journey today i invite you all lovingly 
to turn on your active perspective for a while and tune into this discussion surrounding mental health. I hope that you all will find tips from the discussion that you can put in your own personal back pocket, pull out and cash in at your convenience. I hope that you find terminology that excites you, that makes you want to dive into it more and hold on to the vocabulary that we will be breaking down today and engage with me for a moment as we dive into the miraculous, the extraordinary, let's talk about therapy, part three. <laughs> so to start off our discussion, y'all, I wanna start off by asking like, how is everyone doing? Like, are we okay? Are we breathing? Are we functioning? Are we living or are we thriving, y'all? Let's do a group self-check-in for a minute. Because, you know, with the speed of life, with COVID, school starting back up, like everything always seems to be going at the pace of boom, 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 boom. But it's like, OK, <laughs> like, when do I have time to slow down and check with myself? Like, yes, I love life. Yes, I love school. Yes, I love being a working student. Yes, I'm so grateful to be a woman who's learning and thriving and just feasting on education. But have I been applying myself at a steady and progressive speed? What am I doing with the information I've learned on my health, my well-being? You know, these are questions I try to ask myself every day. Have I been taking time away to, you know, break away and break down, as I like to say, if I need to, in order to recharge? I saw a quote on Instagram by Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts that said, we need to get to the point where we aren't waiting to hit our breaking point before we ask for help. I want to help us get to a place where we are able to take breaks, even when we don't need to, so that we're not living life in sprints, y'all. Rapid bursts and then breaks, but rather a steady, calculated endurance that allows us to persevere and preserve ourselves in the process. This whole idea surrounding mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual preservation is so fascinating to me. It's so interesting to me because as humans, we are not God. We can only give from our overflow. We can only give from our abundance. But with this knowledge, how do we protect our reserve in such a way that we are not just giving every little drop of everything we have away and then saving none for ourselves. And I really had to pray and ask God about this because as women, as people of drive, which if you're listening to this podcast, you are a woman of drive. You are a woman of drive. We are people of hard work. We're people of faith. We're people of excellence. We're people of determination. We're people of the best. <laughs> okay, like we're people of the best. But I had to really ask, where does the balance fall, however, with giving your best and giving your all? And I personally don't believe that I have yet cultivated this vital step to maturity, as many of us have not, in which we can both give our best, be steady, be gentle, be thorough in the assignments that are attached to our name without allowing those same tasks to drain us of everything we have 
And then we have nothing left to pull from. You know, sometimes we have to cultivate the art of pulling back, even when we know we can do more in order to save some for our energy reserve. The energy reserve in our body is another fascinating topic when discussing mental health and diet because that reserve, what we store up and feed into daily is what we're gonna have to pull from. You will get out exactly what you put in. And for an organ that is as vital to the body as the brain, an organ that is in constant function and constant reliance on the expansion and the expansion of energy for the rest of the body. You want to make sure that you are putting the right chemical structures and components in your body in order to receive a healthy functioning mind, hormonal and regulatory state out of it. You know, I was reading a little bit on nutritional psychology And did you guys know that the brain is responsible for almost every component of the body? Almost every component of the body, (laughs) including thought, memory, emotion, feeling, touch, motor skills, vision, breathing, temperature, hunger, and every process that regulates our body. All of our homeostasis and hormone regulation as well. And I believe, like, this is just a little personal tip. I really think that the brain is the most fascinating organ in the body to me. Because the entire structure of our world, our reality, and our entire experience of everything is shaped from our brain, our thought patterns, our lens, and our brain chemistry. If you are having something such as disturbed or intrusive or repetitive thoughts, We can always go back to the foundation of the brain and possibly examine some dysfunction that could be regulated (laughs) through, get this, food. (laughs) If you are having problems remembering, you may need to intake your, you you may need to increase your intake of carbohydrates in order to prevent starving your brain of the fuel it needs to function properly motor skills, vision, and reaction time, and blood glucose are all correlated. All of this, food and healthy development of the brain, is directly connected to the intake of nutrients. And I believe that sometimes as humans, we can underestimate the power of a nutritional diet and its long-lasting effects on brain health, cell formation, preventing neurodegeneration, neuroinflammation, and securing and sheltering the neurons in our brain. Food is the secret weapon, like food is the key. And it's so important to remember that your brain eats too. Your brain eats too, guys. And so just for a little minute, and I actually might include this separately, I want to share with you guys a video um, that discusses the impact of health and diet and eating on the brain and body because it's all interwoven and interconnected. I also want to introduce you guys today to a new term, some new vocabulary that I heard while listening to the Doctor's Pharmacy podcast with Mark Hyman, MD, which you can find on Apple Podcasts. 
And in this episode, he introduced me to the microbes in our belly, literally that live in our gut, (laughs) that literally contribute to anxiety and depression in the body. It's so fascinating to me that diet, literally alone, before we even have to have any discussion about medicine or anything else, or even if you want to partner your diet with medicine, it can have a direct effect on the neuroinflammation in your brain that causes mental behavior, behavioral disorders such as anxiety, depression, OCD, etc. Did you all know that the biggest intruder in our body, they say, for mental well-being is directly correlated to too much gluten in the body. I would love for you guys to take a listen. So I'm gonna share that below. A vocab word that I wanted to point out today in our podcast is dysbiosis, which is the imbalance of microbial communities within the body, which are located in the gut. This can manifest as a symptom in higher occurrence of certain bacteria, which is negative bacteria, the lack of occurrence of actual good, healthy bacteria in the body, and the lack of diversity of bacteria in the body. This disturbance and this disbalance in the body, that it occurs when we are not taking in a wide enough vocabulary into our diet to make up the difference for how much we are expanding out. Did y'all hear that? It literally all comes back to food, how much we're getting out, how much we're pouring in, how much food we're actually taking back in to replenish and refuel our brain. We have to begin to think of our bodies as what they are, machines. Although we think they run on autopilot, they really don't. They run on the storage that we already have in our body. So when we're putting in good foods, when we're giving our body the antioxidants that they need, when we're eating correctly, our body has built up storage that allows us to stay strong, to stay healthy, to fight off disease, to fight off bacteria, to fight off these things. It all comes back to food. And if you're a picky eater like myself, like y'all, it's no judgment here. Or even if you have trouble eating a variety of foods, which I want us to talk about too, because trouble eating, loss of appetite, and anxiety are also all interconnected, if you didn't know. But if you're a picky eater like myself, I would encourage you to try eating something called the alphabet diet. What they call it is eating A to Z. And this whole like methodology of eating is to encourage a variety of difference in your meals. And so when you're eating A to Z, if you're thinking like, okay, what am I going to have for lunch tomorrow? Or if I don't, you know, I want to try new foods, but I don't really, you know, know. You have a list to choose from. So if it's day one and I'm eating A to Z, if I start with A, maybe I'll wake up and have some avocado toast. Or maybe I'll have an apple cob salad. You know, maybe I'll try different things. Maybe I'll try including an apple cider vinegar um supplement into my diet today maybe i'll eat an apple these are things that we are doing to increase the diversity and the variety and the difference in our meals because as much as we think it does not matter it does and it's proven your the microbes in your gut will show you (laughs) if you're doing the right thing by your health 
in our body, our gut needs the diversified aspect of food holistic food not just one component not just one thing not just eating one thing over repeatedly or dieting in a certain way repetitively but tapping into the expansiveness of true diet and incorporating a true holistic balanced diet into your meals our regular diets guys not just the little one-time cleanse even though cleanses and intermittent fasting like that stuff is so good it's so good to cleanse you out, but things that should be in our daily diet should be comprised of a biodiversified intake of nutrient-rich foods, such as iron, folic acid, B12, B16, B6, calcium, antioxidants, which are found in many fruits, various proteins, guys, nuts, legumes, seeds. I just found out that pumpkin is one of the best like sources of intake of folic acid, and I never knew that berries onions kimchi and many others like we have to begin to love food like we love our bodies everybody want to be you know looking good for the summer everybody's skin wants to be glowing for the summer guys but we have to take in these foods now we get our health we get our vitamins we get everything from our food it's so important to eat and it's so important to carve out time to eat in this conversation surrounding mental health and mental well-being. Now, now that I have like my little you got to eat moment, I want to get into if you're having trouble eating, if eating feels like a chore, like if it's hard to eat, I get it. Anxiety, anxiety makes you very susceptible for losing appetite. And anxiety also, you know, usually can account for displeasure in eating. Stressful situations like increasing stress at work at home, it can affect the way we eat. And so if you're struggling with eating here, um, I want to share with you guys some tips that I have found work well for me. So first and foremost, guys, please make sure you are getting enough rest. I know everybody emphasizes rest, but rest is so important. I would recommend a sleep schedule in which you go to bed and wake up around the same time every single day, even on weekends. <laughs> this helps your body's circadian rhythm normalize and is extremely effective for mental and behavioral well-being. Tip two, create a meal schedule the night before. I used to do this every day in college. And when I tell you every day, I mean every day while I was vegan. And I cannot tell you how much this blessed me. When we are ripping and running all day with school and different stuff, it is good to know that you know what you're going to eat and at what time you're going to eat it. If the supplies are already in your kitchen, that is even better. So we can limit trips to the grocery store. <laughs> but that's always one less thing that you have to worry about. So create a meal schedule. Make it fun. Highlight breakfast, lunch, and dinner. What am I going to eat? And I'll share with you guys some meal prepping too and some recipes to think about if you need help deciding. Um, number three, make your cooking experience fun. Make your eating experience enjoyable. Enjoy it as your personal step away from the world in the kitchen. Take pictures of your food. Look at the different colors on your plate. Try having a more colorful, rich, balanced meal. Listen to music. Turn on some Tabitha Brown. Like, y'all, I love Tab. 
in the kitchen I have such a fun time like it's really like my calm down space in the kitchen I enjoy and I used to enjoy in college so much more like cooking is everything for me find what works for you you know enjoy the process of learning how to take care of yourself to the best of your ability even when it's difficult and even if it's with baby steps if nobody congratulates you along the way i will congratulate you girl for cooking yourself one meal or even if you're not hungry making yourself eat because you know you have to because we just talked about how our neurological responses and everything is so reliant on how we feed ourselves. I commend you. Tip four. And this is something they say, I haven't actually tried this yet, but I'm really eager and excited to. But they say that exercising about 10 minutes before each meal, studies show that increased blood flow increases appetite. So exercising about 10 minutes before each meal is actually good. They say even if it's just a quick walk to get your body moving, I guess getting your blood flowing and getting your blood ready to receive the nutrients that it's about to, you know, take in is good. So get that body moving before you eat and get that body moving in general, y'all. We already talked about this, but we need to exercise. <laughs> and finally, tip five, find meals you enjoy and stick to them. Preferably meals that are quick. You can have leftovers and are rich in fiber, proteins, and nutrients. Some of my go-tos in college, and I'm going to share with you my little list I didn't put together. <laughs> so some of my go-tos were chickpea stew over brown rice. This was a vegan meal. Black bean soup. It was my favorite. Tomato soup. I used to live by avocado toast for breakfast or banana toast cinnamon and banana toast for breakfast oatmeal for breakfast because these are things that sit on your stomach these are good for the microbes in your gut your microbial and your gastrointestinal health is super important yogurt is so good for you salmon a top brown rice with brussels sprouts like things like this okra y'all okra is such a good source of folic acid I love me some okra. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but for me, I will be eating my okra. Veggie pizza with bell peppers, with fruits, with jackfruit even. Spinach salads, five layer salads. These are different recipes that I like to try. Fruit salads, lots of fruits because fruits are so good for antioxidants. You need antioxidants in your body to keep away free radicals. Veggie burgers, black bean burgers, yogurt. Like all these different things and also something what I was doing is I was watching a lot of cooking shows. I was watching a lot of cooking videos. I was watching like literally almost like all the time. I was living off of Sarah Jakes Roberts and uh, the Food Network. And I say it all the time because that was my diet. <laughs> like that's what I was eating. And I didn't know it at the time. But all that I was taking in, it was fueling my creativity. It was working up a new desire that I had inside of me all along that was for cooking and culinary arts and plant-based eating and veganism. I didn't know that was in me until I began intaking it. And then I could produce it effectively. Eating is so vital. An interesting factoid that I found was 90% of serotonin the mood chemical that we've been discussing in our 
let's talk about therapy series, it's producing the gastrointestinal tract, <laughs> 90% of it. Your belly is the second brain. And it's so important to feed your brain the correct food, guys. I cannot highlight this enough. It's so important. It's so important to feed your body the right food. And after this, if you have decided that you would like to dive into therapy, if you have decided that you would like to take that big dive, we've been talking about toe dips, we've been talking, I mean toe dips, we've been talking about baby steps. If you're finally ready to do the big dive, I'm gonna prepare you with a few things for what you should expect. So when you find counselors, and y'all, I know we've already talked about where to find counselors. I don't want to like overbear you guys, but I just want to let you know that I take great pride in the research that I find for you guys. And I want you to know that none of it is a cut corner. All of this stuff is research based, research down. And if you guys are a little unfamiliar with, I'm ta- with what I'm talking about, I would love for you to revisit my past previous two episodes in the let's talk about therapy series but when you finally have found someone a practitioner a clinical practitioner a clinical psychologist in the field who you want to dive into you can expect them to um use the biopsychosocial approach when engaging you in therapy and we've talked a little bit about this but it's really just understanding how um our brain psychology and then our cultural surroundings in fact and impact excuse me the way we view the world view the way we can get therapy and everything else they're going to ask you questions about your background history you know they're going to introduce you a little bit to the heritability of illness if you don't already know because a lot of diseases or not even a lot of illnesses that we face especially in the black community are you know hereditary these are genetic things that we um, you know are predisposed so they're gonna want to know a little bit about your background history they're gonna ask you some personal questions about yourself and your mental health journey thus far do not be alarmed do not be afraid by the paperwork do not be discouraged like it's gonna be great we want to talk a little bit about how to manage yourself in the in-between which we have been talking about you guys are ready like all of this stuff is just like glazing over because this is stuff we have been really dissecting and breaking down for weeks now but how to manage yourself in the in-between we discussed nighttime routines you should be eating about six to eight times daily this is snacks and small meals and larger meals you know decreasing your sugar intaking your fruits and vegetables trying to stay regular with your medication rest journaling reading listening to podcasts y'all know in the first episode let's talk about therapy part one i share with you guys all the podcasts i listen to and the podcasts that i literally live by like <laughs> watch youtube videos immerse yourself in knowledge on how to fill those holes of uncertainty confidence points and get support from family and friends i believe in you guys 100 billion per thousand percent And although I'm here giving you knowledge, although I'm here giving you information, although I'm here giving you vocabulary tips, I'm also here as a friend. 
I'm also here standing in the gap as a person who has done the ropes, been through it, been through this conversation, been through it, y'all, the ups and downs, and are still living through it. And my desire, my heart, and my life's goal, we talked about soul care. My love offering to the world is this podcast. It's a space where women, Black women, all women, all people can come to learn about the things that can make them healthier and stronger, more enlightened, and live in the full perspective of who God called them to be, you know? And I just want to leave you guys with this quote. <laughs> you know, we go begin and end with a quote. <laughs> For any faith-based believers who are a little skeptical about therapy, first of all, I would like you to go check out my previous two videos. But a quote from Dr. Anita Phillips, who is actually a pastor and she is a clinical PhD psychologist. She says, let's get strong mentally so we can utilize the full power of the cross. And that blew my mind. That shook me to my core because it's true. It's hard to have radical faith and believe we have all power, believe we can go into ministry and believe we can do all things when we are held down by weights, when we are held down by things that, you know, as they would say, so easily beset us. We got to put away those weights and stand up strong. Another imagery that I would like you guys to play with before we leave is a soldier has to be strong to put on his full armor. If you're weary right now, that's okay. We're getting strong. We're taking active, we're being active participants in our health. And that's all you can do. We can't be weak putting our armor on guys. We gotta stand up strong and tall to do it. We are strong in every way possible. Excuse me. I'm so sorry, y'all. We are strong in every way possible. And if I can't encourage you with anything, I'll encourage you with that. I hope that you guys have taken some jewels of wisdom throughout this podcast that you can add to your life. I hope that you guys will be blessed. Check out my other episodes and feel free to meet me back here next week. Same time same place for Soul Care Sundays. Love you guys. Bye.